You're listening to the Quietly Ambitious podcast, and this episode is one from before we rebranded. So if you hear references to Creatively Human, that is why. I hope you enjoy the episode. You're listening to Creatively Human, with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, and make an impact in our own unique way. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to heart-led creatives. Hi, and welcome back to another solo episode of Creatively Human. Today, I decided I was just going to talk about when you have nothing to say. Now, it's not just what to do when you have nothing to say, but also, I don't know, some things I think I've noticed and learned over my time of showing up online, taking breaks, the feelings that come up about sharing what we have to say and all of that stuff. Anyway, before we dive into the episode, I've got a few things to share with you. First up, I wanted to let you know that I'm running a brand new online workshop on October the 3rd, though there is going to be a replay and a chance to ask questions if you can't attend the workshop live. The workshop is all about quiet visibility. In other words, getting intentional about how you show up as a nervous, shy, introverted, awkward, tired or busy human. It's aimed at online business owners and will include several specific exercises that will leave you feeling confident about the way you show up online and sell what you do in a way that's totally in line with your personality and energy levels so that you can make it work for you, make your business profitable and sustainable. It's a really affordable way to benefit from my business mentorship and you can find out more at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash classes. Okay, the second thing, and this is really exciting for me, it's kind of a big deal. If you know me, um, my history, I've been very nervous about putting myself out there and doing face-to-face stuff, all of that kind of thing. But I am going to be on a panel at an event and it is the Let It Shine podcast launch. And this is a podcast coming from my online business friend, Danielle Brooker, and it is all about joy. And honestly, she has interviewed me for her podcast. It's not out yet. And it was such a lovely interview. I came away from it just feeling like, ah, that was a great chat. And I know that that's her intention for the entire event as well. So if you want to know a little bit more about it, this is how Danielle described it. She said to think of it as an evening dedicated to joy and feeling good. A panel of women sharing their personal stories, managing the busy in their lives and prioritising joy from career changes to travels to business ventures and starting families, plus plenty of time for conversations and learning coaching tools to spark more ways to connect to your joy in your own life. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, You can find out more at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash joy event. And you'll be able to see the list of speakers there. And this event is happening in London on the 10th of October. I'm not sure I mentioned that, but yeah, London, 10th of October. It's going to be really lovely. So let me know if you're going to go. Okay, one more thing. And I'm just going to go over this really quickly because I know you want to get onto the meat of the podcast. But if you've been listening lately, you'll know that I've got a really massive goal to reach 100 reviews by the time the podcast turns one on the 10th of October. I'm nowhere near it yet. So please, 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 can you leave me a review? And like I said last week, I'm going to do something. I'm going to pick some people who have left a review and I am going to give them a prize. And I still haven't figured out what the prize is, unfortunately. So I can't share that with you. But yes, thank you for doing that. Okay, so let's talk about those times when you are an online business owner and you feel like you don't have anything to say. 
And I just want to start by saying I'm pretty sure that this is very, very normal for everyone. It's certainly normal for everyone I've ever spoken to. And it's easy to think that some people always have stuff to say or they always feel good about showing what they have to say. But that's probably because they've kind of got contingency plans in place that are helping them to show up even when they don't kind of feel like showing up. So yeah, I just wanted to start by saying it's normal. And the reason I decided to talk about this is because it's something that I noticed about myself recently. I still go through phases where I feel like I have nothing to say, nothing feels good to write about, no new ideas are coming to me. And yeah, I found myself in that stage recently. (laughs) So that's where, ironically, I came up with the idea for this podcast because actually I have been finding it a bit difficult to come up with ideas for what to talk about. And I suppose that's a lesson, although I'm going to get onto the lessons a bit later. But yeah, I suppose it's a lesson like taking ideas from your own struggles. But yeah, so what I was going to say is I think that when we are in a phase like this where we're finding it hard to create or we're finding it hard to come up with new ideas, it's it's quite a good reminder and quite a good opportunity to firstly check in with our feelings. And I don't just mean our emotions, although of course that's really important, but I also think it's really important to check in with our body because I don't know about you, but often when I'm in this kind of phase, I am tired. Um, and I'm tired a lot since having a child and he's still only one. So yes, he's very exhausting running around getting into everything at the moment. But it's not just that. Sometimes we ignore the feelings of tiredness or the deep need to rest or, you know, little illnesses coming on and we push through. I think that we all do this, whether we run our own businesses or not. We push through those feelings thinking that it's okay. We can just make up for it later or it's not that bad. So yeah, I just think it's really important to check in with our bodies first and foremost. And then when we've done that, check in with our feelings. And for me, I think lately, and I do actually think this is true generally when I have fewer ideas, I think it's a sign that the balance has gone out of whack. And obviously that work-life balance is kind of a phrase that gets thrown around all the time. Do any of us ever feel like we have a true, amazing, 100%, 50-50, sorry, work-life balance? Or is it just the case that it's always sort of going one way or the other and then sometimes it just goes too much one way or the other? So for me, often when I'm in this space of feeling really empty of ideas, it's often the case that the balance has just tipped that far too much towards work. And usually for me, it's work and parenting and that's it. And sometimes it's work and parenting and zoning out, scrolling, watching TV, whatever. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing that. Like sometimes using social media and scrolling and screens and everything is the only kind of way to just clear your brain sometimes. Sometimes it fills your brain, but yeah, it depends how you're using it. So yeah, for me, it's a really good sign. And obviously it's inevitable that some seasons of our work and business and life are going to be busier than others. So sometimes it's not possible to find that headspace, but it is useful, I think, to make note of when we feel like we don't have that headspace. So yeah, for me, it really is a sign that I've been working too much. So Actually, I'm going to take this back a bit. So basically, I'm a real big fan of Kate Northrup, who wrote the book Do Less. And she talked about this in here, but she's also talked about it in her blog and stuff. So I'm going to link to it in the show notes. She talks about the different phases of creation. 
especially in business, but it also applies to loads of stuff in life. And it can even be um, translated into pregnancy, different phases of life. But I'll just go through them really quickly. So the first phase is visibility. And this can be likened to ovulation in your cycle, if you have a cycle, or it's kind of like summer, if you're thinking of it in terms of the seasons. So basically, it's all about putting yourself out there, being visible, your energy is flowing, you're bringing things into life, you've got this magnetic energy about you, you're basically putting your work into the world, you're selling what you do, everything is coming together and it's great. But it's also busy and then after visibility comes culmination where you're kind of finishing what you started, you're putting everything out there and you're feeling yourself just like nature does in autumn or you do after your ovulation in the luteal phase of your cycle if you have a cycle you're winding down you're slowing down you're finishing things you're feeling a bit more inward rather than visible and out there and you're seeing things through like it's really important especially as an entrepreneur to see things through and have this kind of phase because it's really easy to get all your energy into like coming up with ideas and starting them but you don't see them through and take them to completion so once you've like been really visible put everything out there you've finished it all up then comes the fertile void and the fertile void is basically the topic of this podcast episode the fertile void is when you've been really busy you've given it all you've got you've put all your creative energy out there you've finished something up you've created whatever and then it's like winter where everything gets a bit slower you kind of want to retreat into yourself a bit more. You kind of need to rest after having been so busy. You might need to reevaluate. You might just need to stop doing anything. And that is the fertile void. And it, it can be compared to winter in terms of seasons, or it's the bleeding phase of your cycle when you really just need to rest and take care of yourself and do what you need to do to help yourself feel good. Then, and this is the important part, after the fertile void comes the emergence phase. And I love this quote that Kate Northrup shared in her blog post. She says, deep, true creativity doesn't emerge despite the deep pause. It emerges because of it. And I think that that is such an important reminder that although when we're in that fertile void, it can feel very uncomfortable and it can feel, you know, it can be a time where we actually beat ourselves up. We think we're not doing enough. We want to put more stuff out there. We're frustrated. We're pushing against what we're really feeling if we actually embrace it and just think no this is my time to rest this is my time to let things sit for a while this is my time to clear my head then out of that comes something new obviously how long it takes massively varies depending on what's been going on but for me I think it's really really true if I look back on the last couple of years of my business, I can see the pattern really, really clearly. I mean, as an introvert, I think it's really normal for me to have a phase of retreating and wanting to hide away after having been visible or, you know, putting myself out there on social media, making new connections and stuff. And I think that makes sense as an introvert. But also there does seem to be a cycle to it in terms of when I'm not just being visible, but also like creating a lot. So 
creating courses and delivering those courses I suppose you could liken it like the emergence phase is when I come up with the idea of the course and I start putting feelers out there then I'm in the visibility phase where I'm selling the course I'm really showing up and I'm making things happen then I'm in the culmination phase where I'm delivering the course I'm less visible I'm kind of focusing more on the core of what it is that I'm helping people with and then after that inevitably there is a fertile void and whether I like it or not usually the truth is that despite the fact that I've read all about this and it I totally relate to it I usually don't plan for time off after a course launch but this is something that I've incorporated into my sort of big picture business meetings that I have with myself where I've got an exercise and actually this is in my course clarify which you can find on my website but yeah I've got an exercise where I go through certain dates and times of the year and book in my time off well in advance and one of the prompts I now ask myself is when have I got launches planned because I think it's really important to have that time off and try to plan for it obviously you can't anticipate those times when you will just feel empty and drained and not have anything to say but sometimes you can or you can be a bit self-aware and notice patterns in your own business and work so yeah um and I've definitely seen that with myself over the last couple of years I've seen it many times in fact and I feel like I am getting better but sometimes the cycles are really long like several months long of visibility when suddenly it all just starts going more inward and then sometimes it's really short so the last few months I would say I've been cycling through it quite rapidly and then just before I recorded this like maybe in the last couple of weeks I've definitely felt like I've been in a fertile void and what I've done in the last couple of weeks and I suppose this is a good point to move on to sort of my practical and personal tips for dealing with the thought that you might not have anything to say what I've been doing is trying to tell myself firstly that I have time because I think the thing that's really difficult and especially for women or people who have children or you know people who are trying to build a business up in the early days when it doesn't feel like you've got time to waste it's really really difficult to believe that you do have time to take away from your work in order to get better at your work but it's so true so for me when I say taking time out of my work I mean doing things like meditating journaling going for walks, you know, having like holidays, even if it's just like a holiday at home, but just not working. Like how many of us actually take days off just to lounge around at home? I know that this is something I would have done when I had a proper nine to five job, but it is not something I find easy to do now. So yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to tell you to go off and meditate, go off and journal, go for a walk every day, because I know that's just adding to the to-do list. But what I will say is, if you know you've got things like that that help you and that do fire up your creativity, then think of a way that you can use those tools more because they're so powerful. And actually, I'm not going to go into this too much here because I've got a lot of thoughts about this subject and I, I think I'm going to write something a bit more concrete about it because, yeah, I have lots of thoughts. But for me, I'm thinking if I want to do five minutes of journaling a day and 10 minutes of meditation a day, where can I find that time? And the answer for me is so obvious and I don't want to admit it, but it's social media, reducing my time on my phone and social media. And I've been really focusing on that over the last few weeks. I've actually been reading a book and I think it's really, really good. It's called How to Break Up With Your Phone. Um, a few months ago, I read a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. And that was really, really amazing. But this other book, How to Break Up With Your Phone, was like the extra stuff that I needed to, to sort of fuel me on because it was more specifically about phone use, whereas digital minimalism was about phone use a bit but it was also about 
making the most of free time and having leisure time and creativity. So the two books combined, I really recommend. Obviously, your situation may vary, but I'm just putting it out there. Um, And yeah, in terms of practical tips, and to be honest, I just want to say before I go through these that you don't have to do like it's okay to have a break. It's absolutely okay to do nothing. I'm someone who does like to try and be consistent in my own business and in the way I show up. Personally, that's just the way I think I work best. Um, But honestly, I'm okay with dropping the ball sometimes as well. I'm okay with not sending my email newsletter sometimes. I'm okay with not showing up on Instagram sometimes. Basically, I know that if I don't show up, the world is not going to come to an end. The most important thing for me is that if I have one-to-one clients, they know what's going on, that I show up for them. I do my bare minimum work behind the scenes. And if if not, then I have to plan in advance. Obviously, if something really, really urgent or difficult came up, then my clients would understand. And I know that. But generally, I either plan in advance and let them know in advance or I keep the bare minimum going on behind the scenes, which means taking care of my clients. And I drop the ball on the things that really don't need to be done. And my business doesn't suffer because I don't do this all the time. And if I did do it all the time, if I found myself doing it more often if I found it harder and harder to think of anything to say and I just stopped showing up I would check in with myself I would practice that kind of self-awareness that and and honestly things like meditation and journaling do help with the self-awareness but also not beating yourself up and just kind of seeing it as information and how can you use this information going forward in your business so that you can reduce the number of times it happens or so that when it does happen you can better take care of yourself. Honestly, everything in your business is a learning experience and it's totally okay to be learning and figuring out how you work best because I know that you might be listening to this and thinking you work totally differently to me, but it's totally okay to be figuring it all out. So yeah, it really is okay to take a break. However, if you've taken a break, if you're practicing that self-awareness and if you're knowing that you want to put a few things in place to help you keep showing up a bit more, even in those times when you don't think you have anything to say, then My tips to you would be to repurpose old content, like make it easy on yourself. I was looking at emails I sent maybe a year ago, had so many less subscribers. I am totally okay with finding one of those old emails and resending them out now. I would be absolutely okay with that. And actually, I do keep an Evernote document to link to my old emails just so that I know where to find them. And I haven't repurposed them yet, but I'm totally okay with doing it in future. Um... I also think planning in advance helps. I know some people have a love-hate relationship with this, but when I'm really honest with myself and I know that kind of my livelihood depends on me showing up, although I know it's okay to take a break, I also know that that's not something I want to do all the time, so I do plan in advance. I also make the most of those times when I feel more full of ideas, when I feel more full of energy, and I, I write posts in advance whenever I'm in the zone. And I save them and then I can use them if I need them in a low energy period or in the fertile void. I also think talking to other people is a massive, massive help when it comes to coming up with ideas. Having a mastermind group, having a coach, having a mentor, just talking to a friend, anything. It honestly helps. You could even just get on mini calls with your audience and just say, what's going on with you? What do you need help with? anything like that. Ask people questions. It all really, really helps. And obviously there's all the old standard ideas of, you know, like flicking through magazines and looking at the table of contents or 
reading other people's blog posts and writing a counter argument you know you'll get ideas from everywhere but sometimes sometimes I actually think in order to get the best ideas you need to stop consuming stuff from anywhere else I know that I go through phases and actually I'm in one at the moment I can't listen to podcasts at the moment I just can't I need to just focus on my own ideas so I'm not listening to anyone else's podcast at the moment and I'm okay with that at other times, I'll be energised by listening to other people's podcasts and it'll spur totally unique ideas of my own. But at this stage, I know that I can't listen to podcasts and that's okay. So yeah, I also wanted to just talk a little bit more about the actual benefits of the fertile void because it's really easy to see not creating and not coming up with ideas as a bad thing. But honestly, it's really important to rest. Like You need it for your health and you need it for your mental space. And... I mean, there's that kind of metaphor about leaving land to go fallow, to rest and regenerate so that you'll get more out of it the next year. And it's true in our lives and businesses as well. And honestly, and this is something that Kate Northrup mentioned in her blog post, which, like I said, I'll put in the show notes. It gives you space to allow more possibilities. It, it, it gives you space to go into the unknown because the truth is that we don't always know what the next step is. We don't always have a plan that we can see through and know what's going to happen in however many months. And sometimes it's important just to stop and let things happen and see where things go. And I was actually also thinking about these kind of times in my own life. And it was so true when I had my baby. Uh, When I first had him, I just thought, oh, my creativity has gone. I don't feel like doing anything. And I had heard so many people talking about how they felt so creative after having a baby. And I just had to leave it. And not that I did this easily, but accept it. And then eventually my creativity soared. And it was a massive new phase for me and my life and my business. And Yeah, it felt very uncomfortable and not very nice at the time. But now I can totally look back and see that it was all part of the process. And yeah, I think I've said most of what I want to say, but I suppose I just want to end this by saying that not having any ideas now doesn't really mean anything about you or what you're saying, what you're teaching, what you're selling. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have tons of ideas even tomorrow or next week or anything it just means that you're in a certain phase of your business and you can fight against it or you can accept it you can learn from it and you can kind of put those practical tools in place to do something about it to help yourself along next time and above all I think it's really important to be kind to yourself and sometimes you have to be strict with yourself in order to be kind with yourself and tell yourself it's really okay to drop the ball on some things and I usually find that when I drop the ball on things that's when the ideas start coming back so yeah I hope you found that useful and don't forget I'm running a workshop on the 3rd of October all about quiet visibility and this kind of ties in with it because a lot of that is about your energy levels and how you're showing up how you feel about what you do and figuring out a way that works for you so that you can sell more of your stuff and run a profitable and sustainable business so yeah if you want to find out more about my workshop it's at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash classes and that is on the 3rd of October anyway I'll catch you again next week bye Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, 
on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite or my personal favourite, my behind the scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe and keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.